This is Markin Out Out. called All Elite Wrestling. Happy Halloween, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode number five of Market Now Presents The Wednesday Night War, the ongoing saga. I don't want to call it war because this week kind of everybody was put in their own place by something else, but yes, the ongoing saga between the Wednesday Night Supremacy between AEW and NXT. My name is Chris. You can follow me on Twitter, Chris Sweendog, and you can follow his podcast on Twitter, Marking Out, and also Facebook.com slash Marking Out, YouTube.com slash Marking Out 11, Instagram.com slash Marking Out 11. Email us, Marking Out 1 at gmail.com. And you can rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, all those major podcasting applications. We would appreciate you doing so. As I said, my name is Chris. Dave is not with us this evening as he's still trick-or-treating, and you can follow him <laughs> on Twitter. He's got to go, go hard, man. Come on. Uh, Dave the Brave underscore M. Oh, I can't believe I got you to pop like that. Well, um, and you heard his wonderful, beautiful laugh. Happy, smiling, happy people, Brandon, who you can follow on Twitter at BTTG161. Brandon, how you doing? I'm doing awesome as always. How are you? I'm great. Halloween's treating you well. Uh, it's it's just another day. Oh man, we we have had zero bells that have rung. It wow, like we went hard today. Nobody came here. We went real real hard today. Three different areas, racked up a lot of candy. Uh, but so that being said, I need to take a swig for the working man. And that being said, as you hear that nice crack, I know it. I said we'd kind of distinct the two shows, but when you find an El Segundo Steve Austin Broken Skull IPA in the wild, you know you got to crack that one open on the podcast, pour a little bit out into this beautiful IPA glass that I have from Dogfish Head. You hear that? You hear that? I do. I do hear it. Oh, God, I hope... I hate some more podcast folks. Oh, nice head rotation. Beautiful golden pale color. Ooh, a little sweet hops to it. Brandon, how's, how's Crown Jewel? Are you going to give it a good uh, thumbs up on uh, marking out this week? <laughs> uh, well, I enjoyed some aspects of it. Really? But... Real clean. I like that a lot. That is like, that's not one of those IPAs where you drink it and you're like, oh man, this is like, you know, coating my mouth right now. Real palate wrecker. This is a super clean, really light pilsner, and I'm not just saying that because I'm marking that over it. Like, I've been having a lot of really good beer recently. Um, Iron Maiden from the Robinson Brewery, they release Sun and Steel, which is like a sake lager, so you get that like cool, yeasty, lemony-like sweetness to it, which is real good. This is like a nice, light IPA, you know, not like your big East Coast New England IPAs where it's just like juicy and like hoppiness to it like this is real clean real good tasting do you taste any flavors that are are other flavors normal to beer i mean a lot of the same ipa wise like i'm getting that citrusiness to it i'm getting a little bit of bite at the end 
but yeah. Should wow. we should we be wadding in between your your lists? <laughs> uh, I can't believe you just thought of that now. Well, I was gonna do it before. You didn't do it right there. I was just like, ah, I don't know if I want to do that. Because wow. then, what if Steve Austin listens to this and he goes, "What a bunch of marks!" What? He probably would say that, but I, you know, <laughs> as we know on this podcast, my love of beer, um, and this is just wow, like real, real impressed with this. Bravo, Steve. Bravo, Diel Segundo. Cheers to that. Let's start off. I feel like with NXT and well, AEW. Don't, well, don't you don't you normally rate it? I mean. I do. How many Brandons should this be? I didn't try it. <laughs> I don't drink beer. I don't drink alcohol. So we we have you documented taking a shot of Jägermeister. Well, okay, yes, I, that's that was my twenty first birthday. Yeah, Jäger is so disgusting. Uh, you know what? So speaking about beer, I had this arrogant bastard Stone Stone Brewing Company. They made a collaboration beer with Jägermeister. And after the first sip, I said to myself, I'm like, I would be happy just not drinking this ever again. It just doesn't make sense. Like, why? I don't like licorice in general. Yeah. And it's got that same flavor. It's just like the Sambuca. I, it's so gross. Sambuca. Give me, give me, double, give me a double espresso on the Sambucs. It's so disgusting. Yeah. So, um, what are we doing out of, te- of 10, Brandon's? I think so. Um, I'll give it nine and the top of Brandon. Like oh. mask wise, because it has all that character and all that you know, developed flavor to it. So cheers, cheers to Steve Austin, and I know it's not part of Wednesday nights, but cheers to Sammy Callahan, freaking Impact Champion, <laughs> the man. Because I know you probably forget about that on Marking Out this week. So definitely wouldn't have spoken about it. Oh, Can't man. watch it. Don't have a way to watch it. Thanks, right. Optimum. But we have plenty of ways to watch NXT and AEW. And as I was saying before, I had to rate this outstanding beer. Um, I feel like there has to be spies. In the locker rooms of both of them. So they just steal their playbooks and, like... Oh, I thought you were talking about spies in, like, our locker room because AEW is listening to us. I guess they are. I guess Tony Khan's a big fan. I guess, you know, once when Zack Ryder tweeted out, uh, hey, follow my friend's podcast, he was like, oh, all right, subscribe. Under, yeah, under, under a burner account. But, like, both of these shows just started off with promos and what happened last week and what's going on this week. Well, NXT thing. NXT started right off the bat with Poppy. Yeah, but like having this big performance, and then also they did the la- they recapped the last week of you know Prince Dev whatever his name is Finn Balor. I'm wearing a worst shirt around tonight. Trick or treating, by the way. Did you get any candy, dude? We cleaned up. I was, and this is a, this is something. And this cute. was just this was just Chris alone. Yeah, me alone by myself. <laughs> Not my kids. No, but I was. Uh, we were like the first group we went to. We went with like Jordan's friend and like his older older siblings and like 20 of their friends and then like we're all just sitting following them with a with a little uh red one of the what are those uh scooter things and four a wheels red, a wagon you yeah mean? a wagon just filled with beers oh with beers yeah we that's just, not okay no that was great <laughs> I, that's not illegal i mean that's not legal no not at all but it ruled he allegedly did that I, I guess i allegedly did that um <laughs> But did you dress up? Yeah, I t- you remember the original Finn Balor shirt with like it had the teeth going down, like when he like would get dressed up as the demons. Yeah, in the like the diamond shape. No, it wasn't a diamond shape. It was it was it was like his original NXT shirt. And it was does it write out Finn Balor on the back? It says Finn Balor. Then not really. Okay, I'll have to send it to you. But I wore that out, and I wore my Sammy Callahan hat because it was black with orange writing. 
just when they wore my jean vest, I just kind of went as a punker. Or me in everyday life. But anyway, I, I seriously digress there on like, oh, whoa. Um, you know, they recapped last week and Prince Devitt's, you know, heel turn and stuff like that. And then they went into Poppy. And then they went into Io Shirai coming out. Yeah, full full intensity there. Like, and people were going nuts about it. It's crazy because, like, Poppy is so, like, there. It's so. I, I, there's like no words to describe her. And it was like the perfect like pre-Halloween person to have on. I wish she did like some like promos promo work and some gimmicks. Because she's so, it's like, it's such a creepy thing that, like, you, if you watch clips of her on the internet, she's, it's just, I don't know, it's like bone chilly. <laughs> yeah. I really haven't watched that much. But then this led into a match where Io Rai picks up the victory over Candice LeRae in an outstanding, hard-hitting, steel chair incorporating match. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty sick. Uh, after this, Io Shirai, like, we talk again. Every week, this women's division, I feel like maybe is the best it's been since the four horsewomen were in NXT. Yeah, which is, I was literally, I was watching the the other women's match after that, and I was thinking, like, I was so, like, once everybody left, like, once Kyrie left, and there was, like, nobody else, like, that they had built up, I was like, how is this division going to survive? And then they had, what, four NXT women? maybe six women from NXT last night yeah. come out and just, like, absolutely kill it. Yeah, absolutely crush it. But this match crushed it. Uh, I feel like this was pretty awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. And then after the match, Rhea Ripley comes in and starts beating and swinging a steel chair. <laughs> Can't get more Wait. badass than that. Um, Let's click back over to the AEW side. Again, as I said, they borrow each other's playbooks. They opened up backstage. I mean, they opened up Dynamite. It wasn't backstage, but it was Cody Rhodes getting out of his private jet with Tony Schiavone and making their way to this big contract signing tonight, which is it me or do you feel like that should have been next week? Uh, well, actually, I guess since next week's not the pay-per-view, but yeah. I'm also just completely lost on to why he's taking like private jets and stuff like that when – like in real life, they're like we're nothing like WWE, and they're like private jet. Yeah. So you got this this cutscene. Then you and have... why wait? Why is Tony with them? Because Tony Giovanni's a good friend. But it doesn't make sense because he was he. I I don't know. I I don't understand any of that at all. Yeah. Um. So then, but then last week, what happened between John Moxley and Pac, and then what happened? Backstage in Tony Khan's office with John Moxley, and then you know they're making a san- an unsanctioned lights out match between him and Kenny Omega, at which full is gear. just ridiculous. Like, but you're, I, like, like I understand, uh, I understand John Moxley's mo here. He's like, you're putting me in a match against Kenny Omega, and it's not going to count. So it's like, do you think no now there's like, there's like a bigger picture here? Do you think it's like the corporation and Kenny Omega is like the main guy in the corporation? And Tony Khan's going to make himself a a big part of the show. I really, it, if that happens, I really hope people are aware that that's exactly what WWE does. You'd be like, you know, like, because they they, uh... they complain so much about them being on TV, so. If it correlates to AEW in the same way, I hope they get 
what they what they asked for, I guess. I don't know. It just it doesn't make sense as to why they keep doing these lights off matches or lights out matches. I guess they don't want to call them. I guess they don't want to call them hardcore matches. They want to like yeah, but if, but when they're non sanctioned, it doesn't count for your record. How are you going to keep on having all these matches and and keep people entertained and and what's who's why does that why do we care about records and rankings and all that if these matches that they're in keep not counting? Yeah. No, I understand. I feel like it should be like a special thing. Like once WWE started doing Hell in a Cells every year, how many special Hell in a Cell matches were there since yeah. since the iteration of that pay-per-view? I agree. I agree. It, should, it shouldn't be like an every week, every other week, or even it – sh- it should be like a, like a once of like maybe six-month period sort of thing. Yeah. I agree. I agree. But it's, again, still a new company. They want to try to get that. You know, they're not hardcore matches. They're lights out matches. So, But you start off AEW with uh, Hangman Page picking up the victory over member of the inner circle, Sammy Guevara. Hard Is to... Hangman Page super plain to you? Yep. And I was thinking about that too. Like the fall from grace that Hangman had yeah. in a month. He lost that match and now he's an afterthought. Like he's still getting like the crowd reaction and everything like that, but no one else cares. Like they don't care about him the way they did when he was going and he had those amazing. He had that great promo promo package that they put together with him uh, before the match with Chris Jericho. But now it's just like, hey, you know, he's a mid card guy. You know, after the match, he gets on the mic on the mic and says he's gonna beat a. Which that I don't I don't understand that using a foul language there either when they're like, oh, our pay-per-views will be like that but our actual shows will not be like that but then they go on and have commentary curse they have this curse i don't i don't understand that and also hangman page was almost the aew champion and they've done nothing with him yeah why should we why should we have even cared that he was almost aew champion at that point no i agree it doesn't make sense I agree. I agree with you. Um, next up, something that didn't make sense to me, but was a, was a, f- a fantastic match in itself, was Portugal's perfect athlete Shanna versus Hiro- Hikaru Shida. The, I mean, the match itself was great. It was a, it was a, I don't. It was a good women's match, but on your main television TV product, why are you going to put two names in there? That you don't promote at mm-hmm. all yep. on your show. Like, Allie has not been on Dynamite once, and you tat her, Allie's all elite. Britt Baker has, like, not had had this, like, uh, yes, she had that big homecoming last week, but there's other women that you could put on instead of two no-names that you don't promote or tout at all. I don't understand it. In any sense, I liked when uh, Hikaru Shida did the, the step-up. Uh, knee to the face off the chair on the yeah. outside. That was pretty good. Yeah, she was throwing like Triple H esque knees, which it, I like. I wonder, like, do people in Japan grow up like idolizing Americans also, or I don't know. I don't know. My apologies, um, but I'm gonna keep it on AEW because this is the highlight of the entire night for me was this six-man match where Best Friends and Orange Cassidy, who did zero to nothing, but it was still awesome nonetheless, uh, defeated the team that we get to see again of Alex Reynolds, John Silver, and also QT Marshall. Which, by the way, they're just calling him QT Marshall now. I know. I guess maybe. Like when, which, like, I, I was like, 
I was like, maybe they're just like pronouncing it. Maybe we were always pronouncing it wrong, but I remember in Ring of Honor. I remember going and like making sure we pronounce his name correctly. That it was QT Marshall. Yeah, because it wasn't it wasn't just Ring of Honor though. It was like because he I'm pretty sure he worked PWS and stuff I, too. I, I I agree with you on that. So I don't know if that's just like beyond him, his past past his days of QT Marshall or yeah, I don't know. But anyway, like the thing I like the most, I think they used best friends in a great capacity here because they've been touting. I've been using that word a lot tonight, touting. They've been touting this fact that Rick and Morty are all elite. Rick and Morty. Have you ever watched Rick and Morty, Brandon? I've seen one episode, and I know the fan base went crazy and cried because McDonald's stopped selling Szechuan sauce. And then they brought it back. In, in Like way before the cartoon came out, and then the cartoon made everybody re-aware that they no longer sell the sauce. And people are like, we want the sauce, we want the sauce, and... McDonald's brought it back, and then again, I believe they got rid of it, and people were like, "Yeah." Um, But and then I know a lot of like Rick and Morty people, like fans, like make fun of other people because it's like, "Oh, this is the uh, intelligent cartoon." You're not intelligent enough to get it. We have a group chat. It's like me, Dave, and a couple of our buddies about random stuff, and we were talking about the World Series last night, and I was like, "Yeah, I wasn't watching." Because I was watching AEW, and I said that. You know, oh, you didn't watch the World Series? I was back and forth. I was back and forth through everything. Wow! Wow! I know. Well, you know, I didn't think that the Nationals would come back and win. I saw two runs on the board. I'm like, yep. And I said it earlier today. Either Zach Greinke was going to get shelled, or he was going to pitch a complete game shutout. So I was like, oh, Zach Greinke's going to comp- pitch a complete game shutout. But anyway, that before you move on, I have to say it's quite impressive. Somebody on the train told me that the Nationals are the only team ever in any sport ever to, like, win all four or three road games or whatever yep. in a playoff. That's, like, that's pretty insane. That's pretty insane. Uh, but it won't so be – congratulations to the, to the Montreal Expos. Yep, absolutely. Eric's, uh, Eric's going nuts and lighting cars on fire right I'm now. I'm sure he's loving baseball. <laughs> he just loves baseball there. Shout out to uh, our buddy Montreal Broski, <laughs> late night Broski channel. Morning decay. Anyway, they did a great job here because, as I said, they were torting, torting now Rick and Morty to be all <laughs> all elite, and you're trying to figure out a way to do that. What a better way to do it than having Rick, no Morty, introduce best friends in Orange Cassidy to the ring and having them dress up because it was a hollow. It was the day before Halloween. You know, they can get the Halloween gimmicks in. You saw Trent without his traditional bandana that doesn't come off for anything. Which I so they, was... so they did have like a, an opening promo of the cartoon introducing them. No, when they're walking into the ring, they, I guess they did an over, uh, over the, uh, you know, PA system. Oh, oh, it was just a voice. Yeah. And then as you saw the ring posts were all, you know, dressed up in that green. Yeah, and it said Rick and Morty on the the turnbuckle pads, etc. But if like if you went into that night not knowing, I mean, it's even still like if you go in not knowing Rick and Morty, you're like completely lost on like what I have no idea what this is. Yeah, no, I, I well then it will get you to maybe check out the season premiere on uh, <laughs> November tenth. I saw I saw people uh, somebody made a meme saying WWE 
uh, WWE's response to Rick and Morty being all in, and it was uh, WWE superstars from one of the recent episodes of SmackDown with Bart Simpson's head drawn onto it and Homer's head drawn onto it. That's funny. I thought that was funny. That's what's up. Uh, but yeah. yeah, as you said, Cassie didn't really do much. He uh, QT was match. absolute QT was absolutely not having any of his uh, antics, and then went for a clothesline or whatever, and he did the duck the the duck down kip up drop kick. Yeah, People and then he flew it. out flew out to the to the ringside area. Yeah, it was cool. Um, as I said, I'm about it. Uh, let's head over to the NXT side because the biggest thing from last week was uh, Finn Balor. Comes out, explains his actions, makes uh, jabs at uh, Bray Wyatt, uh, and says that he is now the biggest thing in the business, and the business has to watch out for him. I liked how he was basically calling everybody a mark. Yeah, same here. He's like, he's like, I, there are so many people here who just belong out here watching, not out here wrestling. And I think he even said something like, "You're gonna, you're not gonna be Johnny Wrestling. You'll be Johnny Watches Wrestling or something." Yeah. And I was like, "Oh my god." Oh my god. <laughs> I just thought it was really funny because, like, you know, we do a show called Marking Out. We do. And uh, pro wrestling talk about pro wrestling fans. Everybody's a mark. Which, by the way, I've uh, I've I've invited Xavier Woods to co-host an episode, but I, I have not heard back. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Now, after this, you had a solid match with Bronson Reed picking up the victory over Shane Thorne, highlighting two of the lower card guys in NXT. Bronson Reed, man. Yeah, he had a really that really nice um, splash from the top rope. Yeah, and he I could think... be a very Umenga type character. Umenga. <laughs> I um. I, yeah, I could I could sort of see that. Yeah, I, I think uh, right now Shane Thorne might be just going through everybody in that uh, in that tournament. He's the good hand, like Cesaro. But I think specifically, like that might be like a storyline of his. Okay, is going through because he did he not wrestle um, Trevor Lee? I don't know. I forget. No, he had like two quick squash matches over like Boa and. Oh, well, Boa, Boa was in that tournament. Yeah. In the Prospects tournament. The Prospects tournament. Uh, AEW side, Cody Rhodes and Chris Jericho had their contact signing. Props to Chris Jericho in a sweet jacket. Uh, very uh, David S. Pumpkins-esque. Yeah. As they said on commentary. This yeah. was a goofy uh, contract signing. I... I... They should have done it in the middle of the ring, but that's just me being programmed to WWE, being like, oh, hey, you know, this is how you're supposed to do it. I didn't mind it being up at the entrance ramp. I just thought it was kind of goofy in general. Why? Have you have Jack Hager come out and then Dustin Rhodes no, come out? And... No, well, because they had that happen anyway. They just weren't out there. Yeah. Because they had, after they signed the contract, uh, Sammy Guevara is up on the Titantron. I'm not a fan of like, him. I, I don't think I've seen enough for me to say. Like, I liked his other, like, the, the internet clips that we've seen. Yeah. But, so we see him backstage, um, and they're all beating up Dustin Rhodes. 
and Jake Hager is there beating up Dustin Rhodes, tossing him into a limousine, puts his arm into the limo door, smashes it. We could see the the pad there, unfortunately, that uh, stopped his arm from uh, actually being smashed in the car door. And then Cody runs out, runs out there, and they all get into a limousine while Chris Jericho lights up a cig- uh, cigar. Hey, I hope I hope it was an American Rebel. I'm not sure. That would be uh, that would be a good tie-in to the storyline, but I I would assume they didn't have that okay. because if they did, maybe they would have mentioned it on commentary. But I kind of feel like the upper the upper uh, I don't want to say upper class, the upper management doesn't talk to commentary <laughs> before they go out and have a live show. That could be a thing. Because, like, I feel like Jim Ross is always yelling at, like, he's, like, always calling out the company for having bad things <laughs> while the matches are going on. Like, why is the referee not following the rules? Oh, my God. Um, all right, let's uh, keep on AEW. And he also keeps calling Jungle Boy, Jungle, Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Yeah, let's keep on... AEW side because he had the elite pick up the victory over the hybrid two and Kip Sabian, which by the way, they're now pronouncing Sabian instead of Sabin. Yeah. Cause they probably didn't uh, know better until he spoke up told listen, them. No, they've listened to us. They listened to our show last week. I assume, it's but awesome I'm confused. Though, like I have no idea. Kenny Omega came out dressed as like a snowman or something. I think it was from, they're saying super smash brothers. Uh, Ice climbers. So it was kind of like a snowman, I guess. Yeah, or... that's like they 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 had that. NES oh, the ice like... climbers! I know those the little twins or whatever. I hate them. They're the worst characters to play against. Yeah, that, I, I don't think they're, they're they don't even do anything, do they? No, they're just annoying because if you kill one of them, the other one's still there. Yeah, and you have to jump. And then together. and then the young bucks reuse their costume. Yep, little uh, that was kind of hokey. Yeah, well, but you know it's. Uh... Can't really judge him though. It's uh, maybe a last-minute decision to dress up for Halloween. No, they, if, if there's there's pictures on AEW's Instagram of all their players. I mean, all of their uh, wrestlers in different Halloween costumes. So it definitely was planned, dude. And also, Kenny Omega's entrance. I don't know if that's the same entrance every single week, but I'm like, I don't get why they're bringing up Rio in his entrance. I don't know. Maybe he's and Nakazawa. I have no idea. I, I just, I didn't get it at all. Yeah. But on the NXT side, what a barn burner of a match. This was the Kabuki warriors successfully defending their WWE women's tag team champions against team kick. Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox both coming off of injury recently. What a match this was. Yeah, you're I, I said this many times. I watched this last night, I was like, damn. Yeah. And I said this right after uh I, well, I said it during and then also again right after Crown Jewel ended. You're not getting a better wrestling match this week than this match. Yeah. Uh, what do you think? Like women's wise or in general? No, no, no. In general. That's a big statement, Brandon. A hundred percent. These four women absolutely blew everyone else out of the water. But do you think the green mist at the end was necessary? Like, well, cause you're it seeing plays, the green it, mist in every single no, one of these Oscar matches. 
But well, yeah, but maybe that's that's her. You didn't see that with Tajiri though. Like Tajiri was like one of the last people to use I, Green Mist. Like it was used at the right time. This is just using it for the sake of using the Green Mist. I don't know, but I mean, in any sense, Kyrie did a very great job at covering it up. Yeah, she had that unique pin and and which completely covered Dakota Kai's face. Yeah, so. but you know what? I liked. The way that Dakota Kai sold it better, sold it better than Paige, Paige did. Paige, you know, which a lot of people were like, "Oh, Paige is such a great actor in this situation, et cetera." But I didn't like it. it I don't think it was that. Uh, it was kind of no. She was just like, hoped. "Oh no, I just need water. I need water. Yeah. Oh my god!" But I liked uh, this better. But uh, the bigger story out of this after the match, everything just goes to all to heck. As, and it, I mean, it's it's because of the poison mist, kind of. Um, you could you you could say that, but Shayna Baszler comes out with her cohorts in the Horsewomen, and they just knock down Team Kick, which then leads Rhea Ripley to come out, Bianca Belair to come out, Yushirai, Candice LeRae, William Regal then gets on his Statler and Waldorf esque balcony, um, and just says War Games. That's it. So. It's going to be Which, a four-on-five four match. What do you, who do you think the fifth person is going to be on the uh, the face team, Brandon? I don't know. And that's maybe, like, are we going to see both Jessamyn Duke and Marina Shafir in this match? Will yes. one of them sit it out? No, you're going to see both of them in this match. I don't know. I, I don't, like, who could possibly be a fifth person? Could we see a, someone from Raw SmackDown or like a legend returning of sorts? Beth Phoenix, Coastal no, I don't. I don't think uh, Beth Phoenix would. But but this, I this whole segment, the match and the segment that followed it, should have I think closed the show. Yeah, I. I think I think the fans uh, were like, way, I don't know, dude. They were way louder for this segment than they were at the end of the show. I know. Um, I want to pop back to AEW really quickly because we didn't even say after this elite the elite match, uh, Rick and Morty beat up the Young Bucks, but it was actually Santana and Ortiz. So another great way of kind of inter promoting Rick and Morty too with these masks. Beat um, up the Young Bucks? Why did I? I don't remember that. Yeah, like they were high. The Young Bucks. Oh, they were in the audience. Yeah, they were high five and saying, "Hey, buy our merch, it's... buy our merch," and then Rick and Morty beat them up. Earlier in the night, we didn't even mention when they uh, the Rock and Roll Express came out for whatever reason to be interviewed or whatever. They got attacked from behind from LAX and power bomb, and power bomb through the uh, yeah. Which stage. do you kind of think that's also like I don't like they're obviously I assume going to have a match between the four of them now. And they've already done that, so they're now taking things that were cool in another company. Maybe the Rock and Roll Express will get put into this match. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, Rock and Roll Express were – they did face Santana and Ortiz already. Yes. Like, we've already seen that match. Yeah, but so, you haven't seen it on a big scale of national television. What, who was, what was the promotion? It, it was for uh, GCW, wasn't it? I have no clue. I feel All like I was... remember is Ricky Morton giving Andy Williams from Every Time I Die a Canadian Destroyer. No, it was Pepper Park. Sorry, that's the last thing I remember with them. But well, I, I almost think that I think they're the current champions in NWA. I'm not positive, but I think you're right on that too. But we we haven't gotten to that yet. Nope, marking out 456. 
Well, no, no, I not even. That's that that has not happened. In, oh, it hasn't. Okay, <laughs> not in TV yet. I don't think. My bad, dog. It could be like three weeks, four weeks. Never. Who knows? AEW side, you had a promo with the librarian, which then got knocked out, got cut off by John Moxley cutting a promo on Kenny Omega saying he's going to beat him up. I really strongly dislike the librarians. And I know it's like one of them is heel, one of them is face, and it's like you're supposed to not like librarians or whatever that are that are heelish. Mm-hmm. I just I from the start never got the gimmick. I like my librarian. Her name's Fran. Even, even more so, even more so because they did like a worldwide search for it and had people actually submit videos, and then they went with two workers. Yep, that might have been part of the gimmick though. Like, hello, everybody got worked, bam, roasted. Sucks to be you. NXT-wise, you had Cameron Grimes continuing his road to success, picking up the victory. Actually, no, he lost this week to Matt Riddle, but anyway, picking up what? I was going to say, no, Cameron Grimes did win. Yeah, he did. He beat Tyler Bate. I mean, that's a solid win to give him. And we spoke about, last week, the upper echelon of NXT, guys. You're really doing a great job of building up Cameron Grimes. Having him get a win over a former NXT United Kingdom champion, solid. And then Killian Dane comes out and beats up Tyler Bate also. Uh, Yeah, and then he said, this is a – tell your friend Pete I said hello or something like that. Yeah. Because they're, 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 uh, you know, bros in uh, British – There's like a fifth match that I can't quite figure out for for TakeOver. So what do you think – so – Let's get to the end of NXT so we can talk about that because there's kind of implications there. Did, did AEW already end? <laughs> no, AEW didn't end because after that promo with the librarian John Moxley, you had the finals to oh, right. yes, the I... AEW Tag Team Championship Tournament, SCU, picking up the victory over the Lucha Bros. How good is Phoenix? Phoenix? FedEx? Well, yeah. well Phoenix is, would be, I guess, in Spanish. But... FedEx? Phoenix, Phoenix. Okay. Regardless, that's uh, one yeah, for think, us. He's at Gosling's working out. We didn't plug that at the beginning of the show. I think they're both really good. And this match for me was a dud. Spotfest Mania. Yeah, and, which I felt like the whole night was just them, just like it was literally just them doing moves. Like nothing meant nothing. There's no psychology. We spoke about this last week with that the the first match in the AEW semifinals. Like, there's just no story to anything. It's just like, oh, I'm going to hit a knee. I'm going to hit a knee. I'm going to hit a knee. I'm not going to sell the knee. I'm going to get up, hit a super kick. It's super just... kick, duck it, and pose on the uh, turnbuckle while the marks yeah, and, and sell merch. And, yeah, 100%. <laughs> that's, what it sound, that's what it seemed like. And the, the the finish came, like, out of nowhere. And it was like, oh. And to me, it seemed like the crowd just, like, completely died. It yeah. seemed like they did not care at all that the the finish of this match. It seemed maybe they were confused or whatnot. A lot of people maybe wanted the Lucha Bros to win, which I'm surprised were like. I mean, you, would you not want them to be like a higher touted team? Who the Lucha Bros? Yeah, a hundred percent. I feel like like they... are are they just gonna like take the the Hangman route and go like nowhere now? I hope not. I hope not because because from here who challenges SCU? What tag team steps up? What there it has to be like, Power and Pride or whatever, whatever Inner Circle, Ortiz and Santana. That has to be first one. Which because, that's just like 
overdone. But having them have all the gold? Yeah. Not necessarily. You, you, Undisputed Era and NXT has all the gold right now, and how is that overdone? Uh, well, I there guess you go, you bam roasted. But... <laughs> oh, did I just bam roasted Brandon? <laughs> I did, but on a larger wow. scale. That, on a wow. larger scale than that, to to have them feud for that, like it's not like it's weird because they're going, they're the main team going up against the authority. There's not like an authority that's going that like error are going up against again. This is the, the fifth. Roster. This is the fifth week of programming for AEW. I have to kind of let things still. Things are still fleshing out. If things that, like that if things happen, in the, but 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 if things happen in the first week, then you'd be like, oh, they're rushing everything. You know, it, it also it, ties into so that. There's, there's no storylines. There's one storyline in AEW right now. It's the inner circle, and the the world title picture. But again, things will progress as they go. Let's head over to the main event of NXT, which featured the Undisputed Era picking up the victory over the Limitless Bros of Keith Lee and Matt Riddle. The uh, bigger, I mean, this match was great. All the far these guys can work. The bigger out of it was afterwards because you have the Undisputed Era come out and beat up Keith Lee. Tommaso Ciampa runs in to help out. You have the baby faces at the end all staring in the ring, and Tommaso Ciampa says. Goldie, you're going to have to wait. Daddy's going to war. So does this mean we're getting two war game matches at NXT, the next NXT takeover? I would assume so. I would assume. See, that's where the four matches come in. We got the the men in there. The men's and women's war games. So those are two different matches. We have, I assume we're going to see. Gargano versus Balor. Yeah, Gargano versus Balor, and then Killian Dane versus Pete Dunne. Okay. Who was the fifth match there? Because you're using up your entire women's division, essentially, for this War Games match. Right. You're maybe a... maybe Cameron Grimes versus somebody. Or maybe a rematch, Kushida versus Walter. Well, Kushida is injured, right? So he's, I didn't know if it was a hairline fracture or if he was cleared or whatnot. I didn't look at my... Uh, reports my injury reports to this week from nxt sorry yeah i'm not sure if well kushida i think is still out with an injury so i'm not sure but that i think the that i still think that women's segment should have been the last on here yeah i well i mean i understand completely because you know tomasa champ is your second biggest name right now in nxt and now it gets interesting because we have War Games the night before Survivor Series, I believe. And you also have the major wrestling figure podcast uh, four. But the day, more, right after NXT. More importantly, North Bar sold out. They have announced that NXT for the first time ever is going to be part of Survivor Series. Sick. You think so that, I don't you think know. The next if, night, Adam Cole defends the NXT title against uh, the winner of Johnny Gargano and Balor. I I have no idea. Like on the poster, I don't know if it's like a fan made poster, but listed is Rollins, Brock, and Adam Cole. Okay. AJ Styles, Nakamura, and Roderick Strong. Well, if it was, if it was, if, well, if, as we know now, if you haven't watched Crown Jewel, that changes the uh, first three. 
Right, and then the the other one listed is Becky Lynch, Bailey, and and Shayna Baszler. So I don't know if those are are, are matches per se. Three triple threat matches How that are going that to be? happen. I like I don't know if we're going to be seeing Team Raw, Team SmackDown versus Team NXT, or like a three way elimination tag Survivor Series match or whatnot. But. I don't know how they're going to incorporate NXT at all. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to that to that War Games pay per view. Yeah, that's going to be. I want to see somebody jump off the top of the cell in the women's match. Who do you think would be Candice LeRae? Probably say. I mean, EO moonsaults. Yeah, that's right. She could do her uh, backwards jumping, diving elbows. Maybe somebody will get choke slam from the top of it. Yeah, onto everybody. Yeah. So, um, I thought NXT this week was better than AEW. I feel like the first hour of AEW kind of dragged a little bit for me. Dude, so my Besides DVR... Besides the best friends uh, gimmick? My DVR didn't record AEW this week. So, when I got home, I just happened to, like, I noticed it because I went to go watch it. And I turned on TNT right away to see maybe there's a replay. So, I caught literally the second hour of of AEW from the contract signing on. I went online and got the the rest of the, the the first hour, and it's as if literally nothing happens. There's yeah. like nothing worth like I didn't miss anything from like if I had not watched that first hour, I would not have missed anything. Yeah. No, I I agree with you. I agree with you on that. I'm sorry, I was checking a text message. I agree with you on that because the only thing that really stuck for me was the the six man match, I, because it Which was it was it was, no, but it was more of like a personal thing yeah, because absolutely. John Silver and Alex Reynolds were on AEW again, and I'm a big fan of the uh, best friends. Yeah, outside of that, I mean, even in the second hour, that six man tag, nothing's gonna stick out to me from from that. Yeah. Because you're not a fan of the Young Bucks. You like, but like it's I not am. even about being a fan of the Young Bucks. Like, I like Kenny Omega. Yeah, I feel it's like just Kenny. like there's there's no story. There's nothing there. There's nothing there that grabs me into that. Even on, on, uh, on AEW Dark, it's just like the most random pairings and random matches put on together. And it makes no sense. I don't understand it. I had people tweeting us saying like, oh, it's about learning and getting them ready for TV. But it doesn't make sense because the week before you had Cody Rhodes and 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 Dustin on there, yeah. teaming up. So what, I don't understand. Maybe like the opponent side, you could argue that. But even still, I'm just like I'm not understanding that show at all. <laughs> and I don't know. There's no storylines. I need storylines. But uh, uh, allegedly, according to Showbudge Daily, the October 30th episode of AEW netted at. 759,000 viewers. Uh, NXT had 580,000 viewers. So, you know, ratings-wise, AEW took it again, but Which both took I don't, a ginormous hit. I don't understand where these ratings are coming from because somebody else posted the Nielsen ratings that are like the official thing ratings that everybody else follows. And it had Raw, SmackDown, NXT, and then AEW way below that. Yeah. In the ratings for for last week or so, so I don't know where these other ratings are coming out from that aren't Nielsen ratings. I don't even know how they get Nielsen ratings in two thousand. I mean, they probably just take them off from DVRs and stuff. 
or like smart TV or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But I don't understand how one rating says AEW does better than NXT and then one rating says NXT did better than AEW. I don't know either. I, I, I won't get it ever. Also, by the way, in that tag match, the uh, the Kabuki Warriors. Yes. I think for like the first time ever, I noticed that the referee would not allow Kyrie Sane to tag in or out without using the tag rope. And I had never noticed that. And I, I tweeted Jimmy Corderas and asked, I was like, is that like a normal rule? And he goes, yeah, that's that's something that all referees should be doing. So I thought that was very interesting. Yeah. And that was another interesting... And I also, I, I really like that Jimmy Corderas is like openly available on Twitter to, to ask refereeing questions. So do you tweet him constantly? Not constantly. I tweeted him and, uh, and Brian Hebner one other time, I believe. Nice. When I had a question, because uh, th- them, both of them, like Brian Hebner's the uh, senior official for NWA, and Jimmy Cordero spent years in WWE, um, and both of them constantly just like rag on. How and he retired. Awful. He had that sick Hell in a Hell, Hell in a Cell spot, right? Uh, I think you're thinking of Tim White. That's okay. Sorry, my apologies. But um, but both of them just completely like they always talk about how how bad the officiating is in. In AEW, because yeah. they don't they don't do it. This week, I think I forget what match it was. They started to do the count, and then just completely abandoned it. So I was like, "Oh hell yeah, they're finally counting the ten count." And then they're like three, and just Two. stopped. I was like, "Oh come on, they, yeah." It was like they should have just counted backwards. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, so that was uh, this week's episode of the Wednesday Night Wars. Tune in to Mark and Out episode 456 later this week while Brandon reviews everything that he got on sale from the big candy discount day uh, after not... Halloween of 2019. <laughs> Tomorrow's Christmas, guys. <laughs> yeah, tomorrow, it's, who cares about Thanksgiving? Anyway, uh, Facebook.com slash Mark and Out, Twitter.com slash Mark and Out, YouTube.com slash Mark and Out 11. Instagram.com slash MarkingOut11, MarkingOut1 at gmail.com. You can buy our merchandise, ProWrestlingTees.com slash MarkingOut. Uh, me on Twitter, Chris Dog. Dave is in his fifth hour of trick-or-treating. He texted me and told me he got a full-size Hershey bar. Then you can follow him on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore Mo and Brandon on Twitter at BTTG161. So until this next week, not this week, well, until later this week, we wish you the The... best of luck in your future endeavors. Have a great week.